What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 178 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. In continuing with our previous two weeks of themes, we are doing an I Am A Hardscaper mashup, where we pick a single question that we ask I Am A Hardscaper business owners that we've had on the podcast, and we mash it all up into one episode. A single question, multiple business owner responses, all in one episode surrounding a single question. But before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by Cycle CPA. If you need accounting, bookkeeping, CFO services, reach out to Cycle CPA at cyclecpa.com. Mention how to hardscape, get $200 off their services there. We'll talk more about Cycle CPA later in today's episode. And like I said, this is an I'm a Hardscaper mashup episode. And the question that we ask is that first consultation. What are you doing? What are you asking? What does that first consultation look like? In addition to that, you'll see a small break where we ask a second question, which is when you land a project, what are your payment schedules like? That's just a bonus little tag on at the end of the response to what their first consultation looks like. What are your payment schedules look like when you actually get a and sign up a project with that? Definitely some excellent, excellent responses here, as well as Jeremy at Willow Gates Landscaping has an in-depth, excellent response to this question. So I definitely wanted to get all this together into one specific episode for you to get as much out of this as you can with this. So you'll hear the business owner introduce themselves, give a response to the initial question, which is that first consultation. What does it look like? What are you asking? And then a secondary response as well to what is your payment schedules look like? So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I'm Jeffrey Schmidt of Down to Earth Landscaping. And I'm Chuck Gillum of Down to Earth Landscaping. The first question that, that, that we typically ask is like, what are you looking to do with this space? That's usually a pretty good segue to what they want to do, what their kids want to do, how they want to use the space, how they're going to be entertaining, how many people they're going to be entertaining. Uh, and if they don't touch on all those things, those are all really good questions. You know, do you like to sit by a table when you're socializing? Do you like to sit by a fire pit? Would you rather have a putting green where you can be active and have conversation? Do you want to have all of these things? You know, like seeing where people like to spend their time, how they spend their time, um, you know, and a lot of the times it comes down to the kids. You know, how are the kids going to use this space? What, what are they going to use it for in two, three, five years? So just making sure that this can be a sustainable space for them for as long as they're going to be in the house. We do a, a four draw system um, and we started to implement that ever since we've kind of gotten, you know, larger scale projects before when we had smaller projects, you know, five or $10,000 or less, we would just do 50% upfront and 50% when we're done. Usually we could get in and out in a few days or a week and we could get paid. So there wasn't really too much of an issue there. Now that we've moved into some bigger projects that span, you know, four, six, eight weeks, um, we do the draw system and we do 25% as a deposit to hold your spot on the schedule. Um, we can talk about the list in here in a little bit, but 25% deposit gets you on the schedule. We take another 25% on day one and 25% once we're halfway through the project and then the remaining balance 
if there's any change orders, anything like that, we will collect once we're 100% done with the project. And that's been really good for us, especially this winter. Uh, this is the first winter that we've worked full time with uh, a full team. So it's really helped out uh, this year because there's a lot that you can't do in the winter here in Colorado. Um, and so, you know, we'll get, we'll get to the job, we'll get 75% done with the job, but then we, we can't plant until the spring or we can't finish up the irrigation, um, you know, or the poly sand on some jobs, just depending on weather. So we want to make sure that, you know, there's only 25% that we're holding on to versus 50% you know, having that big hit where we're in the hole on that project with materials and labor, and we just need to go back and plant some plants to collect the rest. So we try to spread it out as much as possible. Usually customers like that too. It helps them out a little bit um, on these bigger scale projects and they can, sp you know, spread these payments out over, you know, several months. Hi, I'm Mike Barker with Elevate Outdoor Living. Like when we go on site, I'm sure like a lot of us, you know, our brains are just spinning, right? They're going wild. Oh, we could do this over here. We can do this over here. Oh, we have to, you know, look at some drainage there. And, and those are some things that, you know, maybe we didn't touch on um, or, you know, maybe they're, they're open to, you know, us being creative, but, you know, the big thing is just, you know, making sure that we're going to, we're going to hopefully not find anything too unexpected. Um, drainage issues seem to be kind of the, the unexpected things that we see. Um, even with pictures, it's just hard to see some of that stuff, but, um, you know, just, just making sure that the, the homeowners and I are, are really still a good fit and we're still kind of working through the, the conversations and, um, you know, we're, we're on the same page on their project. I will say it does vary. So the smaller projects, we typically do 50%, uh, 50% down, and then we'll do like a 30% when we start and then the, the balance due. Um, on our bigger projects, I'm really pushing, uh, pushing everyone to put, it, it comes out to about a 30% deposit prior to, um, this allows us to order a lot of the material. And that's kind of the big thing is, you know, everyone knows that there's a, there's a material shortage or, you know, in every industry there is somewhat. And so I, I kind of tell them, Hey, if we do this 30%, we can order all the material and prevent any delays. Um, and then first day of the project, we're, we're collecting an additional 50%. So, you know, we have 80% of our money the first day of the project. Um, and, you know, I have not had any pushback with that. I haven't had any issues with it. Hi, I'm Jeremy from Willow Gates Landscaping. Great question. So that's kind of starting point. Go out to their home. You know, I'll, we'll walk through a job site. I want to find out their pain points. I ask more questions. You know, how are you going to use this space? Are you planning on spending time with your family? Is it just the two of you? Do you have children coming home? Are there children home now? Do you have grandchildren coming home? Do you entertain a lot? You know, how many people will be using this space? We talk about 10 people, 20 people, 30 people. You know, what are we designing for? You know, I've had some people come in and ask for a 3,500 square foot patio. I said, well, number one, it's been really expensive. Number two, you're gonna feel lost in it. So let's think about being a little more intentional how we design this. So it's small enough to feel intimate that you actually like it. You aren't out in some concrete jungle. And yes, big enough to host the parties you want to host. Uh, so find the pain points. Sometimes they've had a really bad experience with another contractor. Try to figure out what went wrong. What did that person mess up? You know, well, he didn't get it. He just didn't get it. Well, he had to listen to me. 
So what did he understand? How do you, you know, ask questions, the biggest thing. So we'll meet again at our distributor, an indoor showroom. Let's consult, once the proposal has been completed, at that point, I'll have at least probably two designs, uh, built a proposal based on materials they picked out during a consultation. And I'll get a few upsells as well, different line items, or let's say we're doing a paper patio. And they think they want Tackle Blocks Blue 60, which is a very standard paper we use a lot. I might throw in an option for Everest, uh, which is something that's almost double the cost of Blue 60, maybe Natural Stone. The few different options, when they walk into a showroom, anything they looked at in the, in the brochure during a consultation that they expressed some interest in, I'm gonna at least put it in there as an option. So there's a section in our proposal that says other options. And there will be one section substitute other wall block. There'll be maybe three other types of wall block listed there. Same way for pavers. There'll be some other options, and that depends on the project, what it might be, whether it's adding a water feature, uh, whether it's adding going from a pergola to an attached roof, you know, all different options might be buried in that proposal. So we meet again at the distributor, then we leave that meeting with a pretty clear sense of where we're going. We've kind of honed down what that design is going to look like. We got a pretty good idea of materials they were choosing. And I may or may not be collecting a check on that first meeting or say that on that first proposal review. And generally, they're not signing a contract whatsoever they do, but 90% of the time, there's enough changes made to the proposal for materials or different options. I don't want a whole bunch of markups on the contract. I just go home and update that proposal and send it to them for signature. Let me back up. There's one step I missed in the whole sales process. After the initial consultation, uh, I, I may or may not get that signed retainer agreement. Once in a while, there's going to be a client says, let me think about it. Uh, I'll get back to you. And that's fine. But when I go home or go back to the office, I know about what they're looking for. I will send them an email first with the list of references, and then I'll send a series of emails showcasing various projects. So I know if they're looking at, say, for example, Tackle Blocks Blue 60 paper, Ganistan paper for us, and they want this certain color. I'm going to send them an email showcasing a project using those very colors. And I might have, it depends on the project. You know, let's say they're looking for a attached roof or a pavilion. I'll send a bunch of pictures saying, hey, here's what we've done in the past. What are you thinking for a ceiling? Do you want natural wood? Do you want cedar? Do you want a PVC material? Send an example. So that's kind of an intermediate step between me meeting at their home and uh, proposal review at distributor. So that's sent right away after we met. And I tell them, is there anything you really fall in love with, something you think is just awesome in any of these projects, let me know. And I'll try and incorporate that feature into your design. Okay, now back to your question. How do I handle the payment process? So you don't get a spot in my schedule until you sign the contract and give me a deposit. There's been a couple of times that I fudged that rule a little bit and always regretted it. 
uh, somebody says, oh, I'll get, I'll get it to you when I'm ready to start. But when no, that's not how it works. You know, you're going to give me a signed contract, you can give me a deposit, or if you're on my schedule, suppose that. You mentioned that series of emails that you'll send based on products that you might have talked about with a client and whatnot. Do you do the same thing with features? Because I've noticed that if I'm talking with a client and I talk with them about lighting, if they haven't seen lighting in an outdoor living space before, they might say maybe, probably not though. But as soon as I show them, uh, whether that's I take them to a job site and I show them the lighting or I send them a picture, immediately they need to have lighting on that project. Do you try to do that with the features as well to upsell them on lighting, fire features and all that? To a certain extent, yes. So if they're looking for a fire feature or considering that, I'll send a picture, you know, different types of fire pits we built. Uh, for lighting, you know, for patio lighting, that's standard. Bluegates builds a patio, it's gonna have the lighting built into it. We might do one patio every, I don't know, four or five years where a client is just, they will not spend anything for lighting. Like you're spending all this money for the patio, why you wanna have a party out when the sun goes down? I mean, that's you know, enjoy your investment as long as you can. So there's a few people who will say no lighting, but generally it's included. Most of the pictures I send showcasing a project will show it in daylight and at night so they can see what that project looked like with lights on. Uh, one of the things I really like doing, we don't do a lot of it right now, is landscape lighting. So kind of basic starting point for us is going to be lighting your patio. Under cap lighting, maybe some lanterns on the piers. That's kind of starting point. For doing a structure, we're also always doing some lighting in the structure itself. At a minimum, it's going to have a ceiling light. You know, if it's an outdoor pavilion or if it's a attached roof, it's probably got a ceiling fan a light kit. One of our trademarks has been up down lights in every post, whether it's a pergola, whether it's a pavilion, uh, just putting that in. Having that whole roof structure lit up at night is really, really cool. So that kind of sells itself. And I sent a picture, okay, so we highlight the last structure, they want it. Uh, so yes, I do that. The next level for lighting, you know, path lighting, that's pretty simple. And that's an easy sell. But landscape lighting, going beyond just simply highlighting a few show pieces, like say highlighting Japanese maple, that's it's kind of typical. Anybody can do that. I like lighting 60-foot trees. That's just fun. Uh, getting the biggest well light I can. And uh, if you got a perfect straight trunk tree, that's got 60 feet with no branches. And that, that's pretty much that changes the feel of the backyard. And if there's trees a little distance away from the house, it kind of makes it, it brings the backyard closer in a sense. And yet it just it creates a bigger backyard visually, is what clients will tell me. So I'll send some pictures of that. Like, hey, this is what, you know, you've got these mature trees in your backyard. This is what it looks like if we light them up. So going back to your question, do I send pictures of features? You know, landscape lighting, yes. You know, some fire features. If there's some kind of special inlay, you know, one project we did was a permeable paver driveway, and we did a 30-foot compass rose. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. And so saying something like that to somebody, hey, we can do a custom inlay. That's what it could look like. We'll do that. So typical terms are 30, 50, 20. So 30% down when you sign the contract, 
and we'll do a 50% midway in the project, final 20% when the project's wrapped up. Now we will adjust that a little bit. So for let's say a $100,000 project, I don't know I wanna wait till halfway through the project collect my 50%. So I might do 30, 25, 25, 20. I don't want that last payment to be very large. It's rare we have an issue, but if I do, and a customer is balking at final payment, I don't want that final payment to be very large. And also, if, let's say we're looking at projects going to be, for example, two or 300,000. We don't do this very often at all, but let's say we did. Asking for 30%, say, I need 60,000 right now, or 75,000, that might be a bit of a turnoff. It's a pretty big chunk they're handing to me without me putting boots on the ground. That might back off that 30% a bit and say, hey, you know what? We need 40,000 to even get started. So 40,000 to secure your place on the schedule. It depends on the client, depends on the scope of the project. I'll adjust that a little bit. You know, I might put more progress payments in and I might back off the 30% deposit for a really, really large project. Again, put yourself in the consumer's shoes, handing a large body, you know, you've got the contract. You've, I live in Pennsylvania, so we've got the home improvement contractor law. You know, register with that. You know, they can track me down. They can find me. That's not an issue. But still, that's a bit intimidating to hand that large of a check over to somebody that you just trust in references. You don't really know this guy. So you got to respect that a little bit. I just want to take a break from today's episode to talk about our sponsor, Cycle CPA. You may have a CRM or project management software in place, but what data are you using to ensure your estimating is accurate? Having a proper accounting setup and accurate bookkeeping done is key to understanding overhead expenses and other costs that must be recouped in your estimates. Cycle CPA is a remote bookkeeping and CFO firm that helps to connect the dots from the financial reports to the hardscape and landscape data needed in order to reach high profits. They provide landscape and hardscape industry benchmarking, job costing financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA's team of accountants are specialized within the hardscape and landscape industry, and you can visit them at cyclecpa.com and for $200 off, mention the How to Hardscape podcast. Now back to our episode. Hi, I'm Greg Burnett, 38 years old from Vineland, Ontario. I'm the president of Niagara Outdoor Landscaping. Yeah, I think understanding, you know, the, the yard that you're working in, you know, the drainage, you know, taking accurate measurements. I mean, our crews and our designers all have zip levels. So they're, they're taking grades when they're there to save a trip kind of going back, right? Um, they're, they're, you know, checking out neighboring properties. They're looking at the sight lines. They're, yeah, trying to picture everything on site that you could kind of possibly need to, to take apart and use your design and, and make it functional, right? So um, when you get to the plants, you know, asking them what colors they like or, you know, what uh, what plants do they 100% don't want in their yard, right? So, yeah, so, I mean, design work um, typically starts around 1800 bucks, but then, you know, they pay 50% and then we send out a design contract before we can even go and meet with them on site, right? Um, so, yeah, they don't quite... Sorry, the first time, I guess, when we go there and uh, we're meeting with them, um, we're doing the, the initial consult and then we come back 
and uh, we're doing the sending out uh, the price, right? We're saying the design is going to cost you X amount and sending off a contract. They're going to sign the contract. Then we kind of start the work, right? So um, as far as the payment of the project, you know, they would require a 25% deposit at signing, uh, 35% the day we show up on site to start building the project. And then project pay or progress payments throughout the project based on the scope, you know, kind of as items are completed. Hey, I'm Nick from NRX Landscaping. And I'm Rocco from NRX Landscaping. People, honestly, to be honest, uh, a big red flag would be telling us, um, I have a, I'm on a budget. I'm on a very big budget. I want to keep it as cheap as, like, the word people, when people use the word cheap, I don't, it's not, it's not I, I don't understand where they're coming from. It's just, we're not going to compromise our workmanship to accommodate their their price preferential. No. Yeah, not to say that we're not open to discussions because, you know, often we say, okay, we can save some money here by doing it like this. We could be more economical if uh, we place this here. But yeah, some red flags are, sorry, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, um, also a, a big part of our initial consultation um, is figuring out what they want to use that space for. Mm. So we really want to know what they're into. Um, like, what's your dream we asked what your, what's your dream backyard what is it like what does it entail do you want do you like do you want to hear it to entertain people is it just for yourself do you want to uh, cook here are you are you big into grills do you like komodo joes do you like um do you want to have like a fridge here like we kind of make that when we give them the options we kind of give them an idea of what they can use the backyard space for so when we especially talk start talking about um, do you have like kids and then do they, do they like to hang around a fire? Do they like to roast marshmallows? Um, they say, yeah, but we don't like, uh, we don't like the smell of wood. It gets too smoky. So we say, you know what? We can do a gas fire pit for you. We can, with like a bench seating area and they really like, <laughs> especially, um, it's been really kind of a cool transition to, um, where, what kind of aspects to the backyards we're including now. Like these gas fire pits, and we do these outdoor kitchens and these pergolas, and we do these day bed swings and all that stuff. And we kind of, um, we have always well, we cabanas with uh, outdoor washrooms, outdoor showers. Um, so now we have a lot of different trades coming in as well. Um, so it's not just Rock and I, we have plumbers coming in, and electricians coming in, and gas technicians coming in. Um, it's so we, we know what that entails, like a, a project that includes all these aspects we know what it entails so that's what kind of um what we've been talking to clients about when on our first consultation and trying yeah. to open up their horizons i guess exactly uh, of what the what is possible with their space yeah so yeah basically yeah as nick was saying we basically throw everything at them we say hey yeah you can put a good just so they there are sometimes like clients are like oh that's a great idea i have never thought of that so that's why we kind of pitch everything. Like, have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? And then the way that we um, give the quote or the estimate, we say, hey, this is like a menu. These are all of your options. You can pick and choose what you want. If it doesn't fit, if you don't like it, then you just let me know and, or let us know and we'll take it out. So that's the way we approach. We, we give them everything, everything from lighting to washrooms, anything that we think would look nice based on the discussion and what their needs are for this space. And then they can tailor it as they please. Our, our payment structure. Um, so the way it works, there's a very small, there's a small deposit to secure their spot. Um, once it's once they pay that deposit, we can start talking about um, renderings and stuff like that. 
um, once they once they're because we're not going to do any kind of free renderings. Um, uh, and then we like to before we even like start talking about renderings and all, they know what we're all about. Um, they know that they're going to go ahead with us, whether they use one design or the other. Um, so we get that kind of deposit. They they, they secure their spot. Um, once that spot is secured, we don't mind giving them a few ideas in terms of um, sign drawings, renderings. Um, and then after that, uh, we take installments in thirds. So we take a third um, before we start, um, just to get the ball rolling, a third uh, a few days in to the project, or depending on how large the project is, if it's like a half million dollar project, <laughs> well, uh, then uh, yeah, it'll be in more than just three installments. And then we usually leave the last third for the end of the project. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, depending on the size of the project, we have to tailor the percentages of each installment. But typically we, unless it's a really small project, typically we do three installments. Uh, initial, you know, for acquiring any, um, especially now, acquiring any pavers, you know, that could be hard to come by. So we'll ask for that quite ahead of time now that we have to order so far in advance. And then, you know, second and third installment. Third installment is usually um, with both homeowners or the homeowner, and they come along with us at the, at the final stage of the project where everything's completed. We go and do a walk around all together. So upon their you know, agreement and they inspect everything, everything's good, that's when we'll collect the final installment. I am Aaron Colley with Spaces Design Build. I, I try to allow 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour max for that initial consultation, something that I, I really like it when, when we can do is, is, is I like to get inside the house. Cause I think what's inside you want to take outside These outside spaces are just a transfer of what's inside. So if that can happen, which it does probably 70% of the time, I can, I'm just observing and I listen and I try to ask open-ended questions. Um, do they like things square, round, uh, what color palette, um, just general questions, um, big and broad. Because I'm looking for someone who's going to let me design their space based on those questions with our style, which is developing. So, it's, and then I'm asking for why they want it. Uh, how many people are they going to have out there at a given time? No, are they going to have big parties or just you know, is it just for their immediate family? Um, how are they going to use this space? And then something that I'm learning to ask too is, I mean. I'm, I'm okay phasing projects, but it's, you know, what's your, what's your big dream for your backyard? What's the big picture? You know, cause I've had Josh where we go in and we build one space and oh, now we want this. Well, it could be a real design challenge to design at that point sometimes. Um, whereas if, even if you're not going to do it all at one time, which I like, I prefer them too, but at least we know so we can put the vision together. We got one of those right now that uh, I have to call after this that and I'll see that we put the vision together two and a half years ago. And now you know, phase two and three might be coming in and it's going to be easy because uh, it was already designed once. So we kind of know how everything's going to fit and work together. I'm flexible on the back end, depending upon the job size. Um, when we sign a contract, we take 20%. And then that gets them on the schedule. Um, We've even done a couple this year where we've taken um, $2,000 deposits just to get on the schedule and I've designed later. Actually, that's happened twice now that 
totally blew my mind. Like just how much you get on your schedule. And I said, I just threw a number at them and they just got me a check. Amazing. Like, this is kind of cool. I mean, I never <laughs> experienced that, but generally I do a 20, 40, 20, 20, or sometimes I do a 20, 40, 10, 10. Um, I used to take 50% up front, but as we're booking, you know, six, eight months out, that's kind of hard to swallow for a lot of people. I found out and I, I really didn't feel like I don't need to take that much up front. But usually before we start, we take 20% when we sign 40% two weeks before, and then 20% the day we show up. And then I usually, I break up the rest, you know, maybe like a current job, like when the, when we finish the walls, I know they owe another 10%. Um, then the final punch out, they'll have their final 10. You know, I think that one we did 20, 40, 20, 10, 10, you know, different progress points. And as our jobs get bigger, there'll be more and more progress points. Ideally, I want to get down to that. So that final payment is less than 5%. This is Nick Cardello with the Yard Fathers Premier Outdoor Living. Yeah. Um, typically, so when I go to meet a client, I'm, I typically just let them talk. Um, you know, I, I really just want to know what they're wanting, you know, not, not specifically or like colors or products or anything like that, but what it is that they're trying to accomplish, you know, with their space. Um, and then from there, you know, I will give some suggestions, you know, it used to be different. I used to talk longer um, and kind of go over what I'd like to do and stuff like that. But now it's because we do the design, it's more of, you know, it's more of, I let that speak for itself. Um, and there's three reasons why we started doing the designs. One is because it, it does give the client, you know, it, it gives them that experience of they know what they're getting that kind of like wow factor. They can see what their space can actually look like. Um, the second thing is that we based our estimates off of that design. So we're both on the same page. There's no misunderstandings. Um, they know exactly what they're getting. We know exactly what we're doing. And then the third part is for my crew, you know, so they know what exactly they're doing. So we do 30% when accepted to hold the spot. Um, we'll get another 40, like a week before we start. And then whatever the remaining balance is once we're done. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. If you haven't already, I really appreciate a review rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I don't ask for this often, but I would really appreciate it if you left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Spotify also has a review system. So if you're listening there, that would be great to see as well. And I appreciate that as well as you listening every Monday to the How to Hardscape podcast, as well as all of our guests that have given their time to do these interviews, to do the roundtables, all of the time that they have committed to this podcast. So very much appreciative of that. And if you need bookkeeping, CFO services, accounting services, check out Cycle CPA there, cyclecpa.com. Mention the How to Hardscape podcast, get $200 off their services there. And we look forward to meeting with you next week on the How to Hardscape podcast.